Well, time to, uh, as you mentioned, Paul, have a reflection on the NFL season just uh, finished with the wonderful Super Bowl on Monday morning and perhaps a look ahead to uh, Phil's thoughts on the AFL season. And as always, we welcome an expert on both topics. Phil Hurden, how are you, Phil? Yeah, good morning, gentlemen. Don't think I've been called an AFL expert. Aussie rules, Sandful, maybe, but yeah, dabble in AFL occasionally. <laughs> but of course, coming off the back of uh, a great Super Bowl, look, I I'm easy to please. Just give me a game where we get to the two-minute warning in the final quarter and we don't know who's going to win, mm. and I'm happy. So you're happy with the, uh, the final flag there, Phil? You're not blowing up about it? Um... I actually dabbled in refereeing in American football <laughs> yes. with Gridiron Queensland for six weeks yes. and then realised I didn't have the patience or the resilience to be abused continuously. <laughs> but I was taught at the time that you will see a lot of penalties on the field. Just call the ones that have an impact on the play. And I'm not 100% sure that was the case. A great example was if you're driving 62 in a 60 zone. Technically yeah. there, but is it worth the speeding fine? Hmm. Tell me this, Phil. You know, we often hear in uh, AFL and uh, the NRL uh, in important and big games that the uh, referees or umpires have put the whistle away for the last five minutes. They let the players just sort it out and try and interfere as little as possible. Does that happen in the NFL or is it such a structured game they referee the last play exactly like the first in your experience? Well... I mean, there's a lot of plays that go under instant replay, so there's nowhere to hide on those. Um, but there's also a lot of plays that aren't instant replay, and holding and pass interference, two very subjective plays, um, aren't replayable because it's pure judgment. So, yeah, I tend to like that philosophy, to be honest, and um, I don't believe that that Kansas City receiver was going to make the catch held or not. If he was impeded, fine, throw the flag. But I don't think he, he missed a, a half step, let alone a step. Mm. Phil, it appears as though a lot of Americans were tuning in Sunday evening their time. It was the third biggest TV program in history. Yes, sec uh, 113 million highest in six years, 119 tuned into Rihanna's. But I've actually got the Australian ratings. Mm. Oh, yes. And this intrigues me. Um, it was on two networks, Seven and ESPN. Seven had 329,000 people watching. ESPN had 170,000. Add those up, I'm calling it half a mil. Mm. If you look at all, there was only five other shows that had more than half a mil on Monday. The Seven, Nine, ABC News, A Current Affair, and of course Married at First Sight. <laughs> <laughs> but that to me, that is staggering for a game played in the middle of a working day when a lot of people are, that do watch it are not at home with their set-top boxes watching it. Half a million people. It just shows how far in Australia this event has come from when it was maybe a few thousand watching when I started back in the 80s. Yeah, I suppose so. Tell me this, Phil. Do you reckon either team was... Uh you know, was it the correct result? Uh, was one was Kansas City better than Philadelphia, do you think? Or was it just the fact they were ahead at full time? Kansas City are a team that you contain, but you have to contain them for four quarters. And San Francisco fans would remember this from four years ago when they got... But they had Kansas City for three and a half quarters. Kansas City scored late. And the thing with the Chiefs, this was the fifth 
15th or 14th or 15th time under Patrick Mahomes, they have been down by 10 points, come back and won. Um, you just got to bottle them down for the full four quarters. Once they got going in the second half, uh, they were unstoppable. Um, and Philadelphia's offense stagnated a little bit and their special teams um, let a big punt return in. So it all came crashing down at the end. Mm. We talk about legacies. What does it mean now for Pat Mahomes? Uh, two, sorry, Patrick, his mum doesn't like him being called Pat. What does it mean for him, two Super Bowl rings now? Oh, it means that when you're looking at quarterbacks behind Tom Brady, um, he's right up there and for his age... He's on a trajectory to maybe get towards Tom Brady uh, territory. Um, but look, it's there's 32 teams in the NFL, and it is so hard to repeat. And so hard, even if you lose to come back, it just doesn't happen unless you're New England. To give you an example, Philadelphia lost the Super Bowl on Sunday. Nick Sirianni, the head coach, lost his offensive coordinator, Shane Strachan, who went to Indianapolis. Just... An hour ago, it was announced that he's lost his defensive coordinator coach, Jonathan Gannon, who's the new coach of Arizona Cardinals. So the good teams get their players picked by the weaker teams. It's 32. So much has to go right to be the top dog after an NFL season. Good season in your view, uh, Phil. Do you enjoy it? I mean, better or worse than uh, other seasons or uh, more excellence, as is always the case? There's always something, I mean, I, I am never short when I come on and talk to you guys with something different or exciting to talk mm, about. That's true. Crazy final week of the season, again, playoffs with lots of controversies and stories, again, and something we sometimes get and sometimes don't, a great Super Bowl to touch to finish it off. Great year. Uh, draft April 27, 29. September 7th, the NFL season kicks off. And in February 12th, we'll be in Vegas for Super Bowl 58. Oof. Can't wait for that show. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a good one. They were saying at full time, Andy Reid is now destined for the Hall of Fame. Would you be in agreement with that, Phil? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he would be there even if they lost. I mean, his record with Philadelphia... 14 seasons. He just couldn't get them into the big game. Well, I think he did once, and, and they, they lost to New England. And then he's gone a level above with Kansas City. Um, he's there. Um, look, Patrick Mahomes could retire tomorrow, and he'd be a case. But he's so young. I mean, I just will sit back next few years and just enjoy watching this kid play um, and see just how far he can go. Now... We'll ask you uh, your thoughts for next season because we've got a market up. Now, we've also got a, a novelty market up. That I know you love <laughs> these. And this oh, is yeah. what will Aaron Rodgers' next team oh. be? So the Las Vegas Raiders are the favourites at $2.45. To stay at Green Bay, three fifty. New York Jets are at $4.00. Miami Dolphins, 8 And the San Francisco 49ers, 9 So they're all single figures. We've got Seattle and Tampa Bay... At 17, and the Toronto Argonauts are at 101. <laughs> Phil, they are the outsiders. Well, if he wants to get, if he's missing playing and he wants to get in early with a July start, the <laughs> CFL, <laughs> Toronto Argonauts, yeah, fantastic. Um, should have put one down for the uh, the Brisbane Rhinos at 520 <laughs> or something. In the just just on that, Phil, just on that, I know a guy who played gridiron here in Australia, and he said what surprised him the most, he said, 
guys would put a helmet on and automatically they would get American accents. <laughs> he didn't know how that worked, but he swore it was true. Uh, look, I've got to confess, I was the third year as a commentator. Uh, way back, I tried to develop an American accent. It, it, it didn't last long, that. In terms of Rogers, oh, look, um, I just got this thing about New York Jets. Uh, he, he loves the limelight, and there ain't no bigger limelight in sport than a successful sporting team in the Big Apple. So, New York Jets. Okay, I'm I think it's time for Green Bay to move on. Okay. $4. Okay. Now, let's look at the market for next year's Super Bowl winner. Kansas City Chiefs, 7. Philadelphia Eagles, 9. As are the Buffalo Bills. San Francisco 49ers and the Beng Cincinnati Bengals, 10. $15 for the Dallas Cowboys. Baltimore Ravens, 17. 19 for the LA Chargers. And it's 23 and better the rest. So can Kansas City go three Super Bowls with victories in five years, Phil? It's a little bit like AFL when Brisbane Lions did it back. It's very hard to go back to back. But Chiefs have all the elements, and um, they deserve. Look, they deserve to be the favourites because right now they're the top of the heap. Um, Buffalo and San Francisco to me are still the the two other ones in the mix. Uh, but Buffalo had everything lined up for them and played one bad game at the wrong time of the year. And San Francisco, if they can sort out their quarterbacks and end up with a decent one, their defence is going to carry them a long way. Have you had a look at the AFL markets for season 2023, Phil? Geelong 5.50, Melbourne 7, Brisbane 8, Richmond are 8, Carlton 10, Collingwood 10, the Swannies are at 10. And as far as the South Australian sides are concerned, the Crows 67 and Port Adelaide $14. Oh, look, I think uh, you can put a line through the Crows or Port winning the flag. Everybody here is the usual pre-season, never been fitter, never been better, etc., etc. Um, new new ca uh, captain for the Crows, Dawson, might toughen them up a little bit. I, I think Crows would be happy to play finals. Port Adelaide expect to play finals. Um, I'm just hoping Jason Horn francis that for a young kid, seems to have copped a lot of unnecessary uh, media coverage. I hope he, I hope he tears the place up at Ableton. In terms of who's going to do well, similar to NFL. I mean, Geelong so dominant. How could they not be your favourites? But is it a case of Richmond, who are still a dynasty? Melbourne, around that mark, and Brisbane Lions. Gee, they've been good for a while now. When, when can they go from good to great? Yeah, let's hope it's this season, Phil. Good on you. Phil, not just for this morning, but always joining us throughout the NFL season. You're a great part of this show, and we look forward to having you back later in the year.